Welcome to episode three. In this episode, I chat with Jay. I first met Jay when he was a member of a baseball team I coached. He's grown up playing male-dominated club sports, and so we discussed the idea of toxic masculinity and how it is affecting the fight to improve men's mental health. Good afternoon, Jay. How are you? Good, thank you, Lee. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of our podcast talking about Movember. Uh, first up, how is the progress of your Mo at this stage of the month? We're getting towards the end of Movember. How are things on the top lip? Uh, terrible, I'd like to say. <laughs> um, I've actually had some professional help. My mum's a beauty therapist or she was a beauty therapist, so I've actually had a, a t- upper lip uh, tint. Oh, you've so gone the little enhancement. Yeah, so it's gone from blonde to strawberry blonde now, I think. Okay, slightly uh, yeah. more noticeable. Slightly, slightly, yeah. I do remember you saying when, when you launched your Movember campaign at the start of the month uh, about how difficult growing facial hair had been for you. Despite that, what was it that made you want to participate in Movember this year? Um, <clears throat> well, I'd like to, you know, at least try to grow a mo. I think this was kind of a good reason to at least attempt it, see how um, how much it would grow without the, um, you know, the stigma attached to. Oh, that's a terrible mo. Yeah. But obviously, also, I'd like to do it for. Um, men's mental health and promoting that and raising some funds for it. So uh, you've posted so far uh, on your most base and stuff that you're part of a team at work. How yeah. how do you feel being part of the team uh, is helping your Movember efforts? Um, I wouldn't say that it has helped all that much, to be honest. It seems even though we've done it as a team seems quite individual actually did get a an email from our team leader just saying to promote it in the last week so that was kind of um jolted me to put another facebook page up but other than that i think you know it's been pretty um individual despite being part of the work team okay because i i've seen people previously like at sporting clubs and stuff have done a lot of team work group photos group challenges has that not been a huge part of it for you guys no not really uh, i think they've done it a few years um in the past and they had a calendar set up and everything but yeah this year it's been um not as uh, i think it's been more individual yeah not as active in the team sense correct yeah so uh what is it about Movember as a cause, I guess, and as an event uh, that made you want to kick in to this one? Because there's a lot of out, a lot of things out there about men's health and about mental health and things like that. What do you think that it is about Movember that draws people in and, and drew you in? I think it's a bit of fun. Obviously, it's not every day um, that you decide to grow a moustache. But I think, you know, men's health is so... Um, important at the moment and quite prevalent. Um, you see, like 
I've read a statistic that, you know, 60 men die across the world every minute um, from suicide, which was pretty alarming to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, guys my age um, have been committing suicide recently, like not people that I know as such, but in my area. Um, yeah, and within your, within your kind of demographic, I guess, which is what hits home a little bit more um, personally. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, with this political climate um, and, you know, the rise of um, feminism, which is great, um, but I yeah. think, like, toxic masculinity has been highlighted a bit and, you know, men are seen as... Um, I wouldn't say like bad or anything, but there's some, you know, it seems like being a male has been kind of hit pretty hard recently, so it's good to support the guys once again. Yeah, I feel uh, like it, you're right in that it's it's a tough environment, a little bit of a tough social climate for guys at the moment. Um, that toxic masculinity is certainly a big part of what's going on for yeah. men, and I think... That. And that's that's not to say that, you know, I support boys being boys because that's not what I'm trying to hit at. But I think, you know, it's been quite generalised or stereotyped that, you know, males should be ashamed of who they are recently. Yes. Um, well, and I think as much as that, you know, recently has been the case, it seems to be a movement away from that. And I think as much as that idea of boys will be boys uh, is challenging for men. I think the transition for ch that to change is a tough thing within itself for men to have to, you know, realise how different they can be and adapt and some people are moving more slowly on that than others and I think that's a fresh challenge for people. Yeah, definitely. So all of that being said... Uh, how are you at the moment? So, we're, you know, I started with, you know, how are you going? And we always say, you know, oh, good, thanks. How are you? But when we need to talk about our mental health, it's a little bit tougher. How would you say you are right now? Yeah, I'd say that I'm really good. Um, so I enjoy my job um, despite it being frustrating sometimes. Like yep. I have um, a girlfriend that's very supportive and builds me up and gives me my comfort. Um, confidence and I've got a great family uh, support network but um, so I'd say in general I'm really good and uh, my mental health is great. That's um, great but I do get sad sometimes or I do get a bit anxious about little things so I can you know I think I can understand why people do suffer from depression and or anxiety and it can be really um, debilitating for them. Yeah True. And do you think by participating in Movember this month, do you think that's made you think a little bit more deeply about your own mental health and to kind of increase your awareness around your own mental health and what other people might be going through? Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like I'm kind of always reflecting on myself and how I'm feeling mentally, physically, um, but I think Movember has definitely further highlighted that. Um, Great. Good to yeah. hear. Um, so we, we've kind of already touched on it, I think, but 
let's go and see if we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, in terms of men's mental health, what do you think is the biggest issue facing men at the moment? Uh, I think, you know, men have always kind of been the breadwinner or, you know, the protective genera, uh, gender, sorry, more like generally. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, toughen up, be a man, all these type of, of um, sayings, uh, those toxic kind of masculinity sayings is probably what means that men suffer a lot more because it's kind of almost, I guess, um, in the past it's been seen as a weakness to show signs of um, not only just a mental illness but being sad or upset or... Well, I think you know, as, as well it's been seen as not a very manly thing to show emotions generally. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think men have for a long time been fairly stunted in what they can show. Um, you know, we all know there's no doubt that men feel the full range of emotions, but socially uh, it hasn't really been that acceptable to show them other than, you know, probably excitement and anger, really. You know, they're the, they're the emotions that we've accepted generally and historically um, from our male figures. And I think you're right in terms of that, is an issue that probably needs to change. Yeah, definitely. Now, you will be the youngest interviewee uh, on my podcast series. So this is a question without notice. As a younger person, um, do you see that kind of acceptance of men's feelings changing within, I guess, your kind of peer group and younger? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, although it's kind of, you know, sometimes if you ask, you know, how you going, you're okay, you might brush it off. But I think if you really wanted to seek help or you could confide, I mean, I know I can, could confide in um, my girlfriend or my friends um, and kind of, you know, share my feelings and just um, expect them to listen and appreciate that and not blow it off. That's um, great. So I think it's getting easier for men to express emotion or talk about their mental health without, um, you know, that stigma attached. Great. So over the years, Jay, you've played a few different sports and been involved in a few different sporting clubs. These are traditionally male-dominated areas, but also areas uh, in which men make pretty strong social connections with other men with that in mind do you think that that kind of sporting club environment could be potentially a, a leader of change in that respect in terms of you know it's, it's a group of blokes um all spending a fair bit of time together and all know each other quite well do you do you see that as somewhere that could be a leader in terms of men being more open about themselves? I think so. Um, I guess the the culture of um, a football club has kind of started from the top up. And I know um, where I 
played footy in the past, we've had people come in and talk about their, you know, mental health or PT. I think we had a police officer come in and talked about PTSD. Yeah. Um, from his duty, um, and it was it was taken on really well across the board. But I think if if we had have had um, you know more of that, it may spread that ground for a support network and for men to be able to speak about their feelings a little bit more at the footy club, but those kind of moments are few and far between. Yeah. So it might be taken seriously, you know, for a week, two weeks. Um, but then after that, the football culture kind of takes over. and It's still that um, fairly blokey culture around the local yeah, clubs. Yeah, it's a lot of drinking and... Um, Unfortunately, a fair bit of drug use as well. Yeah. Um, Do you see, we've had recently, certainly in this AFL season and now coming into the, the summer of cricket, a number of players come out and say that they are having trouble with mental health difficulties. Do you see the power of those sporting role models as really something that can trickle down through the local clubs to have to affect some pretty good change? I think so, um, but I think more needs to be done. So, like you know, had Tom Boy come out and quit for you due to like mental health issues. Yeah. Um, but then there's too many people asking the question of, oh, what's he got to be sad about? You know, he's an AFL footballer earning you know like a million dollars a year just for playing footy. But it's not about that, and mental health doesn't um, discriminate, so it can affect anyone um in any position yeah yeah exactly so i think um so i think then it's it's the understanding i guess of what mental illness is and how it affects people that it you know you can be sad if you're not in the job that you like but you can still have depression even if you are doing your dream job yeah you can have everything going on um, well with you and then still be depressed. Yeah. All right. Um, one more question just to kind of wrap it up. Um, If someone is out there listening to our podcast uh, and is having an issue, feeling a little bit depressed, anxious, stressed, however uh, their mental illness might be affecting them, what's one piece of advice or a tip that you might give to them to help them to start on their road to getting through things? Yeah. It's funny. I just listening to your question, you asked like a little bit depressed and it's funny that we kind of gloss over it as just a little bit like... 
I think depression is depression. And I know, I think that is just kind of a, a blokey yeah. thing to do, say a little bit depressed or a little bit sore, a little bit upset. Like I think being upset and being depressed or being, you know, in pain, it's all, it just is. It's not a little bit. There's no kind of scale for, for that. Um, yeah. But in terms of seeking help, yeah, I'd say, you know, um, find the people that you think that you can talk to. Um, if you don't have anyone that you would feel comfortable talking to, there's lots of different services on the on the internet that you can um, that you can kind of search for and find Access. help that way. Yeah. Talking to someone anonymously can even kind of at least let you vent your feelings a little bit. Um, and I guess that that can be a, a starting point. And once it starts to get off your chest, it becomes a lot easier to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for your time. No problem. And all Thanks, the best. Lee. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for episode three of Let's Talk About It series one. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Jay. For more of what we chatted about uh, in blog form, you can head to leecolehayhow.com and make sure you've subscribed to this podcast on whichever app you are listening. 